Welcome to Inland Sessions, the podcast. This week we're sitting down with Odyssey, a three-piece hardcore instrumental band from Spokane with a long history, a new album, and some good advice coming up next. I am Jordan Hilker. I play bass in the band Odyssey. Joining me today are my bandmates, uh, Jarrett Kreitz, guitarist, and my brother Lucas Hilker, the drummer. Uh, for Odyssey, we are an instrumental band. We specialize in metal, a little bit of rock, a little bit of blues. So if you come see us, what you can expect is no singing. You can expect a lot of riffs. You can expect a pretty high energy show. Uh, me making a lot of stupid and goofy faces at you <laughs> and hearing some really bad dad jokes. Uh, but yeah, I'll toss it over to our drummer, Lucas, so he can introduce himself. Well, he already int- introduced me. <laughs> I'm Lucas Hoker. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'd add to that. It's a pretty good description of what we do. It's a good answer. You got my name right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hope so. Yeah, you should know by now. My name's Jarek. I, I play guitar in Odyssey. Uh, Jordan described it perfectly, so... How long have you three been playing together? We're approaching 17 years. Yeah. Lucas, you're showing your age. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was five when we started, so. (laughs) (laughs) So is that the official length of the band, or is that literally when you started playing together? Um, It's, uh, so we start, we met in 2006, summer 06 we we were at a birthday party of a mutual friends and just kind of jammed and hit it off and then we didn't see each other well we didn't see Jarek for six months <laughs> yeah I don't know what we were thinking exactly I think we were like kind of jamming with some other people at the time just trying to find a guitarist and then we're like let's hit that guy up again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in January 2007 that's kind of the official we've started practicing every week, maybe a couple times a week. And then from there, it was just like, this is it. We found we found the people we need. I don't think we came up with the band name until maybe, geez, like late fall of that year or something. But, you know, we were just trying to gel and write songs. So, mm-hmm. yeah, January 07 is kind of the official start of all of this. Mm-hmm. All because of that birthday party. I know. People yeah. go to your friends' birthday parties. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so, uh, Lucas and Jordan, your brothers, mm-hmm. could you tell me about what music was like, what the environment of music was like when you were growing up? What was it like in the household? Well, our dad was in uh, a lot of bands growing up and probably into his mid-30s or so. And he had... So we were around it, you know, and he played at church and whatnot. And uh, he had a bunch of old kind of beat up equipment from his band days. So he got it out one day, this total beater mismatched drum set. He didn't have a bass guitar, so he 
Well, yeah, you he, might. You could speak to that. He gave me a, a Gretsch guitar and just tuned it. You know, it was just standard tune, and he just said, "Just play these four strings." And yeah, yeah. He was he was nine. Yeah. Um, and I was eleven. And and yeah, it was just like a, so some we, blue scales. Pretty much, stuff. I think we we started on the same day mm-hmm. with our r- respective instruments, and uh, yeah, just took it from there. Yeah, and then he took our, our mom played piano. At, yeah, and so we, yeah, we grew up around it. And and our our older sister didn't grow up, or our sister who is older, she didn't grow up with us. She lives in Iowa, but she loves singing and loves music as well. And and our older brother, he's like the big music fan of the family. He's a sports guy, not musically inclined, but so everybody in the house likes music in some way, shape, or form. He's at least willing to listen to you. Yeah, and he comes out to the show. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He'll come out and support us. Did you guys pick your own instruments, or was it your dad brought out what he had and said? It was kind of that. I know I was drawn towards the drums, so maybe he figured, okay, we'll give him that and give Jordan the bass. But, yeah, he did did kind of assign them. Yep. He's like, no I've, I've watched it all you out well. yeah. on the kitchen pots for years. Maybe. It's now time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I know, he would. He would always be tapping on stuff too. I do mm. remember that. You know, our mom told us growing up, he'd always be like with pencils, just playing on desks and things. So yeah, I, I guess it just probably made sense to my dad to just say, "Here, here's the drums," and then I got the leftover. <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately, I just fell in love with the bass immediately, and and that's all I've ever wanted to play. So I think before that I was I had played clarinet, you know, fifth grade band, and then it was like, nope, bass Not is where it's at. <laughs> Even starting on the guitar, but still. What about you, Jerk? What was music like in your home growing up? Uh, well, my whole family basically plays. Like my uncle plays bass and guitar. He he had a band called Moral Crux, punk band for like the last thirty ish years, and then my grandpa played bass in a band called the Bards. So growing up, I was always surrounded by music, listening to like Zappa or just whatever was on the radio, just a mix of everything. And then I started playing viola, I think fifth grade, for a school orchestra. And I did that through middle school and high school. And then I think it might have been like a Randy Road song or something, some more just rock guitar, like pick scrapes, just the noise. I was like, oh, well, I want to do that. <laughs> so then that, that's what I did. How <laughs> do you still do it? Yep. 20 years later. <laughs> your your family was okay funding that? They loved music too? Yeah, yeah. I know renting viola, I don't know. I, th- I think we finally bought one for like $300, pretty cheap, not not a fancy instrument or anything. But uh, for guitar, I think it was like a, a PV little set that came with the amp and everything for like $50, maybe 80 And I mean, I didn't know any better. So just had something I could make noise on and it took off from there. And it works. Yep. Let's keep on with you, Jarek, and we'll kind of go back down the line. I want to ask, how did you find that not only did you like music, but that you loved music, and maybe it was a language for you? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it was just always there, and it was always fun. So, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not too sure. I I remember staying up late, and just I'd have the radio on. I remember, like, It'd be an opera, and I would just be amazed by it. Or it would be Peter Frampton doing a solo, like the, the oh, I forget the effect. You got the tube in your mouth, and you play oh. guitar through the tube, and it's yeah. like wah, 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 mm-hmm. kind of like a wah pedal sound. Yeah, talk box? Yeah, talk yeah. box. Like a 15-minute solo with that, and just being like, 
this is amazing. So I, I don't know. I think it was just always there. Was it a part of growing up with a musician in the family, like listening to high-quality music with you? Uh, I think so. It, also how varied the music was, because it was also like whatever was on the radio. Like I remember having a Pokemon CD with the, the whole intro song where they name all the Pokemon. <laughs> I love that. NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, that stuff. But then with my dad, it would also be Zappa, Beatles, uh, Pink Floyd, and then the symphony influence, so all the opera and classical music. So yeah, it was just a bunch of everything. <laughs> Do you still play viola? No. <laughs> I kind of put that under the bed, and once I started playing guitar, it was like, there's no going back. <laughs> Got you. My niece plays violin now, though. So every now and then I'm like, oh, let's see if I can still do something on that. Yeah, but nothing technical. I, I can screech through like hot cross buns. <laughs> but that's about it. What about you, Jordan? When did you go from like being a music lover to like music can really express for you your inner feelings? You know, probably some of that started in in middle school and high school, just discovering that uh I'm not an athlete, and the school I went to out at Reardon, that's kind of what they do, is either you're either into agriculture or you're into sports, and I was into neither. <laughs> so when I found music, I was like, you know, I was, I was like one of the first kids out there ever with a mohawk and, you know, was way overcompensating with like bracelets up to my elbow <laughs> with the spike stuff. And I just got super into like the culture side of, of metal and new metal and punk rock. And, um, and it just kind of, you know, I had a few friends that were into it. So it started to be, become my identity to a point, but then, yeah, just spending more time with bass. I was like, I enjoyed it. Then I started getting good at it. So I was like, okay, well, this is something that makes sense to me. I need to stick with this. And once we started the band and played a few shows, it was just like really addicting to, even though it was terrifying to be on stage, get, you know, putting yourself out there for people to really either enjoy or judge harshly. Um, it was just a ton of fun and and that now it's just, you know, I couldn't imagine not doing it. It's like, yeah, it's not my day job and that's okay. It's probably better that it isn't. I just, I love everything about it. I love going to shows and supporting people. I love playing it. I, I buy a ton of albums. It's just like, I, it's, it'd be weird to think of my life without music. So yeah, it's just, you know, a process through through school, through finding myself. It's just like, well, this is what I think I'm good at. So what about you, Lucas? Was your path similar? Well, when our dad first got us playing, I remember we liked it, but I wasn't, I wasn't like, oh, I can't wait to go downstairs and play. And in a couple years later I was thinking because I was nine at the time mm -hmm. but probably when uh, we really got heavily into metal around when I was probably 12 or 13 and so then I would try to play what I was hearing and you know we'd listen to these bands all the time and then I'd go downstairs and try and figure out what they're doing that's I think when I, we got more serious about it and then it wasn't you know our dad it wasn't a chore for him to say hey let's go down in the basement and play and <laughs> did he really just want some people to play with like that was I got kids at home. It's hard to go out to the bar. <laughs> like that may have, that was probably a factor. Yeah. Well, yeah. He knew we would show up on time for practice. We just had to <laughs> yeah. go from upstairs to downstairs. He knew where to find you and drag you mm -hmm. in. Exactly. We yeah. weren't strung out. We weren't drunk. We didn't have any demands. It was just like, here's some reliable bandmates. I'm, nine and eleven year olds have no demands. That's what I know That's about children. True. 
Other than maybe like some Legos. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, for you, could, do you remember like one of those riffs that were those early riffs that you're like, I want to sound like that. I want to learn how to do that. That We were kind of talking about that on the way here, actually. Um, so when I was 12, we heard this band, Morbid Angel. They're, I think they're still around, but you know about like double bass mm-hmm. with the drums. So I, I liked double bass. I'd never heard heard it that fast. And I remember thinking there's no way someone can do that. In hindsight, it's really not that fast compared to what guys are doing these days. But yeah, that was one of the early ones where it's like, I want to do, and we don't even play stuff that heavy, but I was always drawn to the double bass. I just love the sound of it. You're like, I can hear it and I want it. Yeah, pretty much. So can I ask, um, when you guys started playing together, did you start working on original music right away? Yeah, we, we really well, did. I think so. Actually, actually, as much as I can remember. Well, there, there was a Dream Theater song we tried to learn. True. Very briefly, we tried to work on a, a cover. It didn't go but well. But that didn't last too long. We're like, yeah, why are we, let's just, I was like, why are we going to spend all this time learning this song? What are we, let's just work on our own. Well, there's another, yeah. there's a friend of mine who would show up to do that stuff too. Yeah. So it, it was just too much. But when it was just the three of us, it would we'd just get like a jam going, like a loop of, of, of a nice riff, some rock thing, and then just solo over it. And then I we had like two or three original songs that were actual songs. Like here's the intro, then we play this four times, then a solo, then go back. Mm. So I think original music was always kind of the main thing. And you guys gelled really quickly around that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, that's how that that birthday party went mm-hmm. we it was all musicians there and they're like oh these guys play so when we got together it wasn't like oh what song do you guys know i i remember playing like this little i don't know not not a heavy riff but kind of like a nice rocking like thing i don't know <laughs> and just yeah we, we just, just jammed on that yeah. it was like oh this is fun this is it all no one had to be like what are you doing it, it was just like it just went well and i i think the reason that that, that worked for us is because with our dad he is against playing covers he was always about and even it's funny because he used to be in cover bands but (laughs) he was always telling us that you know if you're going to play music do do your own and and then we would always jam with him and he just throw riffs at us and little blues songs and things so we were kind of well versed and just okay well that's what you're doing okay i kind of know how to jive with that and where I can fit into that. So yeah, it, was, it just felt like a younger version of our dad, the way he was playing and stuff. <laughs> Maybe a little yeah. faster than we, my, my we, dad plays, but. We knew we wanted to have our own band mm-hmm. that didn't have our dad in it because we, we didn't play out with him and stuff. And we knew, okay, we got the drums and bass. We need to find a guitar player. We, so we knew that was always on the horizon. We're going to find our guitarist closer to our age. And uh, it was just the right time. Yeah. How did your style as a trio come about? <laughs> we were super into like heavier stuff, and yep. Jared was into a lot, a fair bit of that kind of stuff as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think we ever had the conversation about a vocalist. We were so used to already doing this with our dad with no vocals. So we just started jamming with him. At one point, it came up, and we're like, yeah, we're just, we're not going to look for a singer. We're just going to stick with what we have. Yeah. And, and when we started out, we were, I think, I think you were really into, if, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you were really into like more the speed metal side at the time, kind of like neoclassical, yeah, a bit. neoclassical, yeah, neoclassical. like Malmsteen. Yeah. yeah. 
Symphony um, X. Yeah. So he, Dream Theater. Exactly. Just the, just the fast shred, like if you can't see your fingers moving, that's that's the good <laughs> stuff. That's what I wanted. <laughs> uh, he was really into that. We were I mean, we were into that too, but I think we were kind of more into the like you mentioned, Morbid Angel and some of these bands that were really heavy, more the death metal side. And we just kind of combined those elements. Um, and then just like like we said, it just stuff flowed naturally. There was just this weird men- mind meld sort of deal where we could, because <laughs> we have it, you know, we can look at each other and just kind of know where we're going to go musically most of the time. <laughs> it happens. It's, it's, it's just kind of a weird thing. But I, I feel like that was just kind of there with him too. We just, you didn't have to talk parts out a ton. It was just, it felt natural. Like we've been playing with him since he was seven or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I was playing guitar, I never really thought of like, oh, I want to be in a band. I just, I just want to play guitar. I don't know. It was just like a very slow, natural progression of being like, this is fun. And then like, let's do shows. Let's go travel. I don't know. It wasn't like a sticking point ever. I never really thought about it either. It just, it just worked. There's no reason for, for me to be like, oh, wait, 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 wait. I, don't I, like you guys have, way too fast. I have a, kind of a funny story about that. Ooh, yes. So we started playing with him on a regular basis or practicing in our parents' basement. And uh, it's funny to look back on now, but for whatever reason, we were like nervous to ask him, like, do you want to be in our band? So is this, <laughs> are we going to be like a band? And we just like, kept, we kept yeah. putting it off. We're like, well, we still get together once a week. And we just, we kept putting it off. And we finally asked him, we're like, so are we like going to be a band? And he's like, I thought that's what we were doing. <laughs> yeah. We always compare yeah. it to like, you know, that young teenage boy or something asking a girl out or asking her to a dance or something. And that's it what does it felt sound like. like a romance. It was, yeah. I yes. don't know why. In hindsight, it's like, I don't know why we felt yeah. weird about it, but yeah. But I think it was just because of what that chemistry that was there. Like it was like we had I think at that point we had jammed with maybe five or six other guitarists and there was always something that just didn't click. Like, you know, they'd either couldn't keep up with us or they were t- one guy we jammed with that he would always just go and adjust his amp the entire time. He'd play maybe out of an hour, maybe play five minutes and he's just <laughs> there twiddling the knobs. We're like, dude, what are you doing? Just, yeah. So I think we were just really worried about him not being as into the idea of a band. And so we were just nervous, like, we don't want him to say no. And yeah, but yeah, it's funny looking back on how (laughs) that's what it felt like. Like, I hope he'll go to the dance with me. (laughs) And he did. All the innocent messenger stuff, too. I think I have it all saved somewhere on on an old computer. So when you go back through all the how we would talk to each other, (laughs) it's just like if kids were texting right now and being like, what's up? What are you (laughs) It's pretty funny. What was the push to get you out of the garage and out in front of people? Our first year, 07, 2007, we didn't play any shows. That year for us, I mean, we needed to come up with some content. So we just spent that whole year writing and kind of, for more or less, perfecting what we were doing, which was not perfect by any means. (laughs) And then it was just kind of, you know, it's like at a certain point, like, well, okay, we played these songs a bunch for ourselves and our parents are getting sick of hearing them. Maybe we should go play a show. We just, you know, you had to start from nothing. We didn't know anybody. So it was just like MySpace days, throwing our throwing our hat in a ring and be like, will you guys put us on a show? And So what about, what was the step that made you start taking it seriously? Or was it always serious? 
Mm. I think it was serious from the beginning with this. With this, oh yeah, yeah. We we, we were at one point we were we still practice quite a bit. I think compared to a lot of people I talk to in the scene, we practice twice a week, almost every week. For a while, we were doing three times a week. You know, ten years, twelve years ago, when we were all single, it was easier <laughs> to practice Monday, Wednesday, Friday. <laughs> And work in um, weird jobs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, we've always taken it serious. It was never like just let's goof off and party or nothing like that. It was we were serious from the beginning. Yeah, I would say probably the um our first couple of albums and EP, like it's what we wanted to do. We thought, you know, let's give it a go and but we didn't really what we should have done and we never really did was shop it around to labels. We just I don't know why we didn't, but we we just figured if we get out there and play shows and we started to go over to the west side of the state and um, and just try to network with as many folks as we could. We thought that that would lead to things, but you know, it it, it did and it didn't. But I, I'm I'm fine with where we're at. Like I like how it worked out, and we do all we do still take it incredibly serious. And um, I always joke with people, but I'm also genuine about this. It's my professional hobby. It's what I tell people. Because it's like if, you know, if you like hunting or golfing, like you, you put a lot of money into that stuff and go do it because you enjoy it. Same thing with this. I'm fine with dumping money into it and uh, treating, getting out on the road like a vacation. But my attitude about it is professional. Like we're prompt. We're on time. We don't have an ego. Like if you tell us you're opening for a 25-minute set and you just drove 400 miles, like we'll <laughs> do it. I don't – because I just don't know what doors it will open up for us and – and it's just like we've probably got more opportunities by having the right attitude than being divas about it. Me like, hey, you know, we're this is year seventeen. We should be only headlining for an hour and a half. And <laughs> no, you, you just be a team player and do what you need to do. And, and yeah, I think we just figured out just DIY was going to be the way we do everything. And it's been a lot of years now where we've known we're not trying to make a go at it like oh we're gonna hit the road we're just gonna be a full-time band like we knew that wasn't gonna be an option for a while now we're not in a position to do that just with life and stuff so we just just everything's diy and that just works for the level that like uh, the first album for objects in space we recorded everything in like a tiny a room smaller than this like 10 by 8 like just a small almost little square thing and we didn't know what we were doing but so like each album there's growth not not only in the songwriting but also production like what gear how to mic a drum like a snare or kick or whatever how to mix and then i had photoshop so kind of out of necessity we would work on the art together like we didn't really hire out to get someone because it was just too spendy, really. And then we also thought, it's like, do we really want to spend all this money on this when we could just control everything ourselves? And the product might have been better if we did pay, like, for a nice studio and artists and all that stuff. But it's nice going back and seeing, like, the growth from when we started to now, like, what we can afford and what we can produce on our own. It's been really nice. Every album is like a, a snapshot. It's pretty cool. It's like, yeah. Oh yeah, it, it, this is a 
fun trip down memory lane to be like, we were so naive, and we thought <laughs> yeah. this was sounding awesome. And this was done in a closet. This <laughs> yeah. one was done in an actual studio. This yep. is <laughs> yeah, he's he's right. It's it's fun to see the growth of it, and, and we're still learning. You know, it's we challenge ourselves to this day to get better at recording ourselves and mixing and. How do you find the core of a new song? How do you know when you found it? Uh, see, what, what happens most often is Jarek will have an idea on the guitar. It seems like 95% mm -hmm. <laughs> of the time this is how it goes down. He, he'll he have something, and we just kind of jam, noodle on it a bit and jam on it and try different. I'll try some different drum patterns to it, and usually that's how it, that's yeah. how it always starts. It's really organic. It's it's kind of nobody ever comes in with like here's the song, right. learn it exactly the way I want you to. It it really goes back to the the way that we learned how to play music and the way we met him. It's just here's an idea. Maybe it's a 10 second loop and just jam on that and if something inspires us or something clicks, you know, maybe he comes up with a pattern for the, the next part or I come up with a baseline or and it just, the song grows that way. And sometimes we've been able to write a song in, you know, a matter of several practices. And sometimes we've had a riff that years later, we finally unlock something like, oh, we should try this. And it's really, it's really cool that way. I like that the way we write, everybody's voice is heard. It's not like Jarek just brings us 10 songs and we learn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, not, it's not super controlling. It, no. It's really all just based off like a gut feeling. Like, I might play something, and then these two will be like, ooh, that's, that's an ending riff. And then we'll save it. And then, mm. <laughs> like, then yep. sometimes the yeah. beginning of the song happens, like, years later. And then it's like, oh, that one riff now fits at the end of this song. And it's like, yeah, it's always just a gut feeling thing. Yeah, and some of our songs are very linear. You know, it's more like I've had people compare it to, like, a classical movement or something where it's that might be the only time you hear that riff ever in the song. We never... We have some songs that it's just literally like 13 different parts and you just go one through 13, <laughs> but it makes sense in the way the song kind of morphs and, um, and just sort of naturally grows. Our, our big stressor is transitions uh, and just being very critical of like, are we playing that riff too many times? Should we shorten it like, and just keep things moving? And that's what, what Lucas is like I'm so thankful for in the band is he's great at doing the arrangements and really keeping the song moving and not letting us kill stuff because I'll stick on a riff forever <laughs> if I like it I'm like I want to play this till I die <laughs> but he's like come on man it's we've been playing the part for 30 seconds that's too long already it's just a nice balance here and then he's always our swing vote Jarek <laughs> yeah but you know and when he votes for something you know you're you're on the right path nice we also though if if we're not all on board with it, it's just getting axed. Like if like for example, they both are like, Oh, we like this, whatever it may be. And if I hate it or if Jordan hates it or Jarek, it's out the door. Yeah, and we make all our decisions that way as a band too. It's yeah. never a majority rules. It's it's either we're all in or we're we're not doing it. And there's been things that I've been super excited about and wanted to do so bad. Usually I shut him down. And he shuts me down. It's usually me. But I lose no love for him. And it's just like, you know what? That's why we're still here as a band 17 years. We've had no member changes because we just, you know, not. I don't think we had that discussion initially as a band. Like, here's what we're going to do. But it just kind of naturally formed. And then it's, it's just about respecting each other and making sure if we're – 
we're doing this, we all need to be loving what we're doing and all in. And it's just worked really well to make every decision that way. So how do you guys put your ego aside so easily for each other and for the music? Well, you know, with with us, I mean, it's it's kind of easy being brothers growing up. I mean, yeah, we fought like every sibling does, but we hung out so much. We played music together like we talked about earlier. We started on the same day, and so there's just this natural bond that formed there. Um, and then meeting him, we just all clicked so instantly. It was like, you know, he's our best friend, and, and it's <laughs> – and that's how we kind of all are. Mm-hmm. We're just all best friends together, and um, there's just tons of respect. We've been through some weird things together as a band, and it brings you closer. You have to rely on each other. Um, but I think a big credit is probably to our, our upbringing, our parents, um, the family around us, just teaching us that about respecting people and about you know just leading with love and kindness and that's the example that's always been set for us. So it really trickled down. And, and like I said, just in some of the weird stuff we've been through, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. bonded us. Well, plus we're all easygoing. Like we've never gotten into a fight as a band or anything. So there, none of us are all, or are, are being like, this is the sound. This is the idea. It's, it's always like, do we all like this? Is this fun? And then we just go with that, which keeps everything pretty easy and simple. To me, that's another callback to like a relationship thing where yeah. there's the people who are like, <laughs> if you haven't fought, you haven't been in a relationship. <laughs> if you haven't fought with each other, are you guys even in a band? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I Considering think all yeah, the time. There's been disagreements. Maybe, I don't think they've never blown up. There's never been like a, some, a real blow up or no. Well, what, would it, what advice would you give to a parent who might be a little worried about their child who has their bracelets up to their elbow, mm-hmm. listen to their hardcore dark music, they might be worried. What would you tell them to comfort them? Yeah, well, I mean, the first part would just be like, spend some time with that kid listening to it and kind of get to know what it is. Because, you know, our parents were definitely against it at first, but I, I think they, they saw it wasn't negatively impacting who we were as people. It was actually kind of opening us up and really unleashing our creativity and getting us to explore a little bit more. Um, so, I, I mean, that's my first advice is, you know, spend time with your kid, kind of listen to it together, fake an interest in it. Um, yeah, maybe, you know, spend that time and bond on it. And then maybe go to a show together or send, the you know, your kid to a show with some trusted friends. Or It's just the, these metal shows really aren't an unsafe place. No. But really, like, the punk and the metal shows are, like I said, you're going to get more hugs than you've ever gotten in your life. And you're going to have people looking out for you. They do the old school moshing, the circle pits and really bumping into each other, but they're picking each other up right away and looking out for one another. And especially when there's younger people in the pit, they're not going full force. And, uh, you know, the Big Dipper is a great place to get kids exposure to the metal scene here in Spokane. Great staff, very safe, welcoming environment. Um, yeah. What keeps drawing you guys back to metal? It's just, I don't know how to explain it without being like cheesy. It's just, I was drawn to it at a young age and just never outgrew it. It's just, it's just something you, it just sticks with you. I don't know. Well, I wish people could see like the big smile on your face <laughs> as you say that, Lucas. Yeah. They might be able to hear it, but it really is yeah. just like a big grin. Yeah. Telling you, saying how much you love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I love 
I just love the riff. Like I love a good riff and a good part that just makes my head bang. And and it's always music that's, that's actually comforted and calmed me more than like, you know, it can get you hyped and stuff. But um, I mean, I would always put metal on and fall asleep to it. Not because it's like it bored me. It was just like it, it helped me mellow out for some reason. And and then I met my wife, and she said, no more of that. <laughs> now we listen to Ocean Waves. <laughs> and I like that, too. <laughs> what about you, Derek? Uh, it's a tough one, because I, I actually don't listen to a lot of, like, heavy heavy music most days. I'm, I almost listen to, like, just K-pop and drum and bass and just a lot of the electronic stuff. But when I pick up a guitar, it's like the riff that comes out, it's almost always heavy. Mm-hmm. So there's just something compelling about the distortion and the aggression and just like the huge sound you can get with metal. I don't know. Well, as we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to share? I don't know. Uh, Dig deep. I get, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to make art, I think you should just do it. I think that's like the kind of a motto for our band because our stuff, it's not like the most popular, like, you probably won't ever hear it on a radio. There's no vocals or whatever, but it's never stopped us. So, I mean, if, if anyone out there listening to this has like an inkling to play music, do any type of art, just, just go for it, no matter what. Yep, I agree. Yep, if you find something that you are passionate about, go all in on it and don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. Find that thing that resonates with you that you can't even explain why you like like it like Luke with metal and <laughs> and you're on to something you, you got you know one life to live make make sure you squeeze every drop from it and and really really go all in on it I think that's really about it I want to thank you so much for your time I want to thank you for coming back in here I want to thank you for your music and your recording uh, we loved your performance on Inland Sessions and we loved having you back in here to talk more about music and how you got here yeah thank you thanks we, for having us yeah, awesome we, thank you We appreciate anyone that listens to us or has an interest in us. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And would you give us one more time how people can find you online? Absolutely. Uh, Best way, facebook.com slash odysseyspokane or bandcamp.com slash odysseyspokane would be the ideal way. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. The end. You have been listening to a KSPS production recorded in Spokane, Washington. For more information about Inland Sessions, to watch back episodes, or if you'd like to learn how your support of KSPS, PBS, and public television turns into more great programming that explores local arts and culture while promoting civic health and lifelong learning, please visit ksps.org. Thank you. Thank you.